evening and welcome to Screen Tone Club. This is, well, it's your 2022 recap slash awards question mark slash eh, whatever bonus episode. My name is Elliot Page. I'm joined as always by my lovely co-host, Mr. Andy Hanley. Happy New New Year, Andy. Yes, thank you very much. Happy New Year to you too, and of course to our listeners. Um, but we're not we're not letting you forget 2022 just yet because we decided you've not suffered enough. We need to drag you back to that year just for a little longer, but in a good way, hopefully. Yeah, this will hopefully serve as the like last shovelful of dirt on the grave of 2022. <laughs> um, you know, we we this is not a full on awards show slash you know great big um, you know numbered list type daily but we thought that a little look back at the things we covered in the previous year would be in order just to kind of you know put a little bow on the year um so there isn't really too much of a structure to this as is probably evident from this introduction um but we just thought we would pick out some series that you know after we covered them on the episodes from the past year we continue to think about and this isn't a full-on returning champions episode where we deep dive back into them and you know talk about their new developments this is more a case of like what series did we read for review and then we're like yeah yeah and then we carried on in our own little way and um i suppose we can we buy accident i suppose um mock through design we picked the same sort of grand champion which we'll save for last i presume just to kind of whet your appetite but i thought for now we'd just trade off our like our little picks that we wanted to highlight and say yeah yeah this series so um do you want if i go first andy just to kind of get this rolling i suppose mm, yeah go for it so um my first p- pick of st- things that i can continue to think about and enjoy and frankly reread was um knights with a cat uh by qz um we covered this earlier last year and it's it also got a very short like three minute anime which i watched an episode of and then didn't really bother with because i kind of already had everything i needed to from the manga so knights of a cat is about a guy who is living with his little sister and her cat and the cat gloms onto him not her and they hang out and volume two of this came out later in the year and it continues to be you know it's an extremely adept cat watching guide like it gets cats and their owners and it gets their silly foibles and behaviors and strange little sort of like i wouldn't call it cute maybe beguiling sort of elements you know like the way the cat you know will sort of back itself up a little bit and shake its bum before trying to jump on something you know the weird sort of reactions it has the strangely comforting elements to a cat the times when it is really not comforting and it just wants to feed it right now god damn it and it will raise hell and it does this all in a very kind of pleasant although you know different but not completely aggressive art style um with the void eyes we talked about previously and so yeah i continued as i say i've continued to volume two of this and i still greatly enjoy it and as I say, it's it's something I've come back to with surprising regularity just to kind of as a nice cool down read, I suppose. Um, so yeah, that, that, that has continued. I think my review of it was pretty positive anyway when we did it on the podcast. But since then, it's like, yeah, no, this is a really good series. And it kind of gets at the, the core that a lot of other cat-related manga 
kind of misses on purpose like it doesn't have the cat do any strange voices it doesn't have the cat talk it just has the cat um and you know while with a cat and a dog every day is fun is also good that one's a little too cloy at times or a little too absurd whereas knights of a cat is very much you know a much more sort of relaxed here's a nice time with a feline friend type thing Hmm. yeah yeah i mean that was my kind of memory of it was you know there there are lots of there are no sort of there is no shortage of manga involving cats at this point and it feels like an increasing amount of it is coming over our way in english but this this is the one that kind of i remember most as being like yeah this is kind of the realistic version of this you're stuck with a cat kind of story that it doesn't it, it doesn't go for just pure cutesiness or being cloying it's just like it's almost like factual in a weird way it's almost like a sort of documentary in a strange sort of sense and that kind of works in its favor i think the one thing that really helps set it off is that the the main character is not strictly the quote owner you can't see me doing air quotes because it's a podcast but he's not strictly the owner of the cat it's his sister and the cat's okay with his sister but it's really glommed onto him and that's that's cat behavior right down to a t quite frankly already so i kind of enjoy as you say it has that documentarian aspect of like this beast has invaded my home and laid claim to all beneath it um and now here are the, here's a record of its very strange noises it makes um <laughs> including the like i don't know maybe this is me being a big softy and a big cat lover but you know when a cat is meowing at you but it's going down the stairs and so you get this really funny like <laughs> sort of sound effect yeah good stuff yeah but that's nice for a cat um so yeah handing over to you andy what have you been continuing with uh, yeah, so one of one of my picks for this podcast is uh, Shadow's House, uh, which is a series that I, I am just a sucker for a really kind of strong, compelling, high concept, like, you know, whether it's a classic sort of something like Death Note or Promised Neverland, something that just sets up its conceit and you're just like, oh, everything about this is super interesting to me. Um, and I feel like Shadow's House is the first kind of new ones of these that I've seen in a while. Um, and it really just kind of it gra- it grabs you visually, like it has a very good sort of visual style, and again, a, a very good concept to that, because this whole idea of that, you know, that the main kind of characters in this house are, are shadows, so they are literally just kind of these black you know, forms, you know, they are human, but they are featureless. Um, like, that's a really good visual kind of metaphor for the series. Um, and the, the way it sets this whole kind of world up in terms of what this whole, what this whole world looks like, you know, what, what it's, um, what its politics are effectively this whole thing like it's it's a really good initial setup and even in its kind of opening volume it does some really interesting things around that it sets up a lot of kind of interesting things to come admittedly kind of slight cheat mode i've watched both seasons of the anime which go way beyond what the english manga you know offers um and it continues to do really interesting stuff and really kind of builds up its cast and its characters in a really in a really compelling way um so yeah, this is definitely kind of a series that it's almost less of a I have continued this because, you know, we kind of read this relatively late in the year. The first volume only just came out, but it's very much a I will continue reading this as volumes come out. Um, even having watched the anime and kind of I know what I'm in for, um, I still want to watch more of it. Yeah, I watched the first series of the anime of this afterwards. I think volume two of the manga is now out. Um, but it is quite amusing that 
you know, in the review we even did for it, we were like, oh, it's, it's getting around to stuff. You know, volume one, it does some nice chill moments. Whereas in the anime, it's like, okay, no chill moments straight away. <laughs> like within the first 15 minutes, we have dispensed with like most of the first volume quite swiftly to get to the meat. Um, which, you know, that's one way of doing it, frankly. Um, but I think the manga helped in that because I, I liked all the chill bits. And then, um, the anime continued to get decidedly unchill, um, by increasing degrees. Um, and so, yeah, I, I'm really interested to carry on. Um, the art is great. It really sells the, the world that they're in and everything that exists. And the anime itself is no slouch for sure, but the manga really kind of sells a lot of the background details and such um you know it brings across like characters who anime of course you have more frames you have frames of animation to try and set expressions whereas in the manga it's like yeah it's just a black but it's just a sooty person like what does this mean um but yeah i i mean to carry on with the anime and the manga both um probably need to pick up volume two now but yeah i i can definitely see why this is one to put on the list it's yeah it's definitely definitely yeah there's no i feel uh, you mentioned the politics but uh, it's like yeah there's definitely like a lot of thought into like what is the deal here and i feel like each time that the series gets to peel back another part of that it's like oh okay christ you know like there's a whole another set of bugs underneath this rock um and so you just keep getting more and more of that as you go and it isn't it doesn't feel ever like it's being the punitive gross out of like oh it's more a case of like ah here is some of your suspicions confirmed and let us go slightly further and freak you out a little bit more just about what's what you know i feel like when like minor spoilers for i suppose early on in the anime slash a volume or two ahead like when you have a character being basically force-fed water to like spit up a soot beast it's like okay this series isn't really gonna fuck around is it like you're gonna you're gonna do some unpleasant stuff and just be kind of creepy um so yeah real good stuff yeah, yeah, and it, it starts off from such a kind of simple place as well of just like, okay, you know, you you've got these sort of, you know, this this these shadows are kind of like, you know, the gentry here. You've got their their maids. Like, okay, this is you know, this is what it is. But like you say, it has so many different layers that it peels back over the course of that series, and every single one of those, it never feels forced. It always has an interesting kind of angle to it, um, and you know, it, it it's always just something new, compelling that it kind of gets to add into the mix and uh yeah like it's done a lot of really good stuff with this conceit yeah i feel like if i was more of like a quote theory person i could probably use this as a basis to write some kind of exhausting um text on class reproduction um but <laughs> let's leave that i'm gonna leave that all alone because no one needs yet another political podcast to listen to let's face it <laughs> um cool anything else on shadow's house uh no no let's move on to your next yeah break. cool so my next one is something that actually i got a second volume for just a few days ago because it uh, it appeared unbidden out of the ether on kobo um thank goodness but uh, my second pick is vampires um which um is by denpa and had volume two recently come out and yeah it's a yuri vampire story basically like to boil it down to the smallest nugget you can where you know aria very pretty european coded vampire lady turns up to a funeral which you know good time i suppose really to turn up as a vampire uh meets main character ichika and says hey 
um i need to stash this knife with you in your like shrine behind your house also kindly kill me uh ichika says no and kind of falls in love with um aria and volume two basically has ichika kind of get over a whole heap of different concerns and basically be like no i'm fully in a tank for her i'm pretty sure she's not glamoring me because this is clearly not what she wants and more and more of her useless vampire friends keep turning up around me like her like like her her weird retainer and her like i think mum slash aunt who has become the school nurse just to meet young girls and suck their blood which it's she's like a basically like the drunk aunt archetype of anime where she's just constantly like horny slash drunkard and it's like god damn do we really need this like weirdo vampire hanging around at least she's not doing any damage i suppose but still come on um and volume two kind of like continues this like basically ichika takes the lead and of course you get the like cute joke of like hey this decade centuries old vampire is flustered and oh she's a pure maiden it's like yeah that's pretty funny um it's kind of funny having like a horny 16 year old freaking out a vampire i suppose but it's yuri so it's much more cool um and yeah, like the arc continues, a new a, a rival slash villain antagonist appears. I couldn't really call her a villain. She's more like a comedy relief Team Rocket character almost, um, who shows up and is basically providing a new element of tension and highlighting the fact that maybe maybe this centuries-old vampire hasn't been telling the whole truth about her intentions and what she's doing and where everything sits. But not so much that it you know turns the mood sour and you know then they have a party and a courage test of courage so i don't know this is really hitting me in multiple places because it hits a lot of fun things i find enjoyable like well yuri and vampires and weird character dynamics and also the art is great like it constantly like is constantly very attractive and surprising it has great faces it has great scenery it has really nice subtle ways of conveying mood without just like shoving it in your face with a slatter screen tone um and so yeah like volume two kind of takes some interesting turns but also continues everything i liked and so yeah i am well in a tank for this the only slight downside i suppose is that it took a while for volume two to come out and like on the continent i believe in both france and germany they are way ahead and so any attempt to go like huh maybe a new volume will come out and it's like oh elliot would you like the yuri vampires and it's like god damn it go away so but no i am very much in a tank for vampires and continue to fiend for more of it Mm. yeah i'd forgotten that volume two has come out that needs to go on my to read list because yeah i I really enjoyed the first volume um and i'm definitely down to down to read more of that series um and yeah not 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 sufficiently enough to learn french to to read their volumes um but uh, but i will definitely read the english ones as they as they emerge yeah damper does a good job of them but does not um put things up on pre-order much hence the sort of um slightly empty element of like oh it's only here on kobo oh shit <laughs> i'm glad i checked idly while i was thinking about it um so yeah that was my that's vampires how about you right back to you andy yeah so for my next pick i mean one this is a little bit of a cheat because this is actually a series that we we started uh, we first discussed in 2021 but it's one that i've continued reading through this year as new volumes have come out um and also if this was an official awards ceremony, this would be like the Hidamori sketch presents characters you most wanted to eat cake with last year. <laughs> um, because, uh, yeah, th- my, my next pick is Skip and Loafer, uh, which is a series that 
again, it, it it shares something in common with our kind of overall like award winner in that it's one of those series that whenever a new volume's come out, I've just kind of scrambled to read it and not pad it on the back burner. Um, cause it's just an incredibly enjoyable series. Um, it is a wonderful collection of adorable idiots just go working their way through their teenage lives, um, in various ways. Um, but like, it's not just a slice of life comedy. Like it has a really good grasp of, it's adolescent characters and the trials and tribulations and turmoils of all of them. Like it occasionally it kind of veers into almost making the mistake of having, you know, like the, the protagonist solves everything because everyone likes her. And then it's sort of, it feels like there comes a point where it remembers that like, this isn't how the world works. Like, even if you're super popular, there are still going to be people that don't like you. And people that maybe resent you for being, you know, popular and liked and successful or whatever. Um, and it does really good stuff with that. It has an incredibly good set of kind of, um, a, 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 an incredibly good extended cast. Like, every, th- there are no characters that are just there as kind of like a one note comic relief or just there because, you know, oh, well, people you know people are gonna like this you know this is like their character moe or whatever like every character has a purpose and they all get story arcs they all get opportunities for you to see what makes them tick you know what their hang-ups are what they like what they don't like um and all of those are really incredibly well done um and actually you know quite touching in places it very rarely goes like full blown like melodrama, but when it does, it does it pretty well and powerfully as well. And it kind of holds that in reserve for the stuff that deserves it yeah. and not kind of, you know, small fry stuff. Um, and so yeah, this is just, this is one of those series that has kind of been like my, a companion of mine through 2022. Like what, you know, the, the volumes have come out, come out at just a decent enough clip that it's always been kind of front of mind of like, ah, there's some more skip and loafer. Ah, there's some more skip and loafer. And, and so it's been a nice kind of, you know, uh, 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 it's journeyed with me through the year and it hasn't let me down yet. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Um, the cast are all wonderful, as you say. And also, like, as you say, like all the characters get their time to shine. And also, like, they kind of, it's not like you start a chapter and it's like, this is X's chapter. Yeah, it has the characters act in a much more natural ebb and flow state where, you know, and I, th- I can't remember what, epi- what volume it is, but there is like a, a sleepover they have. And it leads to some characters feeling very awkward about it and not feeling they should be there and basically being kind of like encouraged to, you know, don't worry about it so much or you are thinking about this far too much in your own head. And I can understand how you get there, but maybe chill out a little bit. And hey, if you need some support, I'll be there for you. Um, so all the characters are great like that. It's also the fact that like, I mean all the characters are adolescents and so everything's the end of the world while it's also not and so you get a really fun thing where all the characters are not just like solving problems interpersonally you get you do get the feeling that they are kind of shifting boxes around basically it's like okay like i need to take care of this big box of anxiety but i can't just toss it in the over in the in the sink and so i'll put it here and i'll rearrange it here and i'll you know does that make sense it's like a, it's almost a tetris thing of themselves of like okay i need to rearrange myself a bit and that will fix this and then i can get on my, having fun with my friends yeah 
And yeah, and and, yeah. and, and th- th- there are also kind of points in that series where it, it seems like it's going in a direction of like, oh, this is going to be this really nice kind of development for this character. And then they quickly realize like, oh, this is not what I hoped it would be at all. Like, this is actually disappointing. And again, it's that it's the, the really good thing that this series can do at this point where it's grown this friend group where everybody kind of leans on each other and is supportive of one another. And there's some kind of really beautiful moments where it's just... You know, it's just one character realizing that another one's kind of had a bad day and just like, hey, do you want to just hang out and like grab some ice cream or something? And it's just like, that's, you know, there doesn't need to be a long discussion of like what happened, why it was bad, you know, why it was disappointing, whatever. It's just like, hey, you need to take your mind off of this. So let's just go hang out. And it's that, it's just a really good kind of, you know, depiction of friendship as well. Yeah. Plus also you have the primary pair. Um, I forget the hot boy's name, um, but his his like past starts to really kind of come into view and start to run over him as you watch, um, which it itself also has its fascinating sort of like combination of character moments and, you know, pseudo antagonists, I suppose, people with hang ups from like, you know, it's kind of one of these amusing things of like, you're a high school with a dark past. And it's like, yeah, it turns out, you know, childhood acting will fuck you up pretty good, as we have many um, real life examples of um, to call upon. But yeah, he's he's a sweetie as well and also a complete doof because he is also all the way up in his own head for God knows how long. Um, but then, of course, Musumi, the main character, is also like a complete doof. And as you say, like, it isn't like she solves all the problems by sheer magic of being like a charming bumpkin doof. She also like, you know, more, you know, we talked about it on the podcast, I believe, before, where she takes on too much trying to get everyone to kind of, you know, accept her. And it's like, you didn't need to do all that. And also now you have upset yourself and them by taking on too much and then letting them down. And so, mm. you know, you can't fully fix this. There isn't a way to wave a magic wand, but an apology in is is in order and we can all get on with our lives and you know learn from this and so yeah that's a really powerful thing and also just as you say like all the characters interacting together and it all looks great like it all looks pretty all the characters are lovely you get some really good fashion also some very good bad fashion which i am very much in favor of (laughs) and so yeah this series as you say a constant companion i feel like is definitely where it is yeah, yeah, and uh, anime adaptation coming soon, which I am both looking forward to and dreading because, like, if if they if they ruin it, if they get it wrong, I'll be most upset. Um, I hope they don't cheap out on it, um, but hopefully they they do that justice and it introduces a whole load more uh, people to this series because it, it deserves. I feel like this this is also my like nomination for a series that has not been talked about enough by other people last year. Like, I feel like people talked about like the first volume when it came out quite a bit, and then everyone sort of forgot about it. And I'm the person like slamming my fists on the table saying, how dare you forget about this series? It's great. I feel like there is an audience for it, but I feel like the entire audience are full of people just doing the exact same thing where it's like (laughs) everyone who everyone, the initial audience, but I feel like this series has kind of captured its initial audience and all of them are now like, forgive my use of the phrase, but they're all now hyper stands for it. But the second tranche has not yet appeared to be captured. So maybe hopefully the anime does that. Um, yeah. but if not, then we can start going, Hey, 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 don't worry. It's not, I know the anime is bad, but like uh, the anime, the manga's right here. So who knows? Yeah. Yeah. If, if you read the source material, you'll find et cetera, et cetera. Ha! Yeah. Maybe, maybe we can put it in a less aggressive, less annoying way. <laughs> 
Cool. Um, so I also slightly cheated, I suppose, with my next pick, which is also something that's been publishing for a while because, frankly, it's because Dark Horse have it and God knows what goes on with their fucking schedules, pardon me. Um, but my pick was Mob Psycho 100. I don't, we reviewed it last year, so that I think that counts myself. And basically, like, there's three seasons of anime now. I've re- I've watched, like, two, I think. I, I've lost track entirely. But yeah, the manga goes hard. Like, I really enjoy the manga. It goes, it, it, it's the source material. And so, you know, you could, the anime does an amazing job of adapting the foibles of it and the art style sort of hallmarks, um, and the general sort of vibe of it. And Mob Psycho, Mob Psycho 100 really goes real hard and very enjoyably with its cast of misfits and the, frankly, completely bonkers ESP powers of everything. Um, I don't want to waffle on about it too much, honestly, just, but, but just covering that series and kind of catching up on it in a few sort of like burst chunks of two episodes, two volumes at a time was super rewarding. But as I say, mm. it's knowing how long it will take to get the rest of it is a massive question mark because Dark Horse. Um, <laughs> but no it's real good it's really good if you like the anime i think you'll like the manga and even if not then hey you know give it a go um but i like the yeah i need to i need to watch the rest of the anime i don't know if it covered everything but yeah manga mob is finished in manga form so there is like a, an end point to all this um and i don't know if the anime covered all of it um but after three seasons i think maybe they've done what they want to yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, like watched the third season, and it, I feel like maybe it has. Season three certainly kind of reaches a point that is doesn't feel like an, an absolute end, but it's quite a good end point for kind of Mob's story. Um, but yeah, like I, I, I should probably go back and, and read more of uh, of the manga because I've absolutely like adored the anime, and, and season three in particular kind of reminded me of just how good this series is, and I, I feel like this is, is a series that. Maybe I'm being unfair to people, but I feel like the stuff that you always see kind of talked about with this is certainly from the anime side is kind of like the, the action side of it. And Reagan being Reagan, which fine, like there's a lot to be discussed there. But like, I, I feel like a lot of people don't talk about like the emotional center of this series, which is also really, really strong. Like, I mean, season three in particular has some really great kind of use of it, it uses its setup so well to kind of talk about sort of, you know, typical puberty and teenage hang ups. And again, like Mob is a really good example of that kind of character of like, you know, he's pretty reserved and just lets life happen to him for the most part but like the entire premise of the series is so good at kind of showing like that gradual chipping away of like you can be the most chill and relaxed teenager in the world but life is still beating you down in all these different ways and there comes a point where you just can't take it anymore Uh, to bring some really kind of emotional kind of turning points and you know of, of all the the things that I've kind of watched and read over the last year, like Mob Psycho 100 made me cry multiple times is not a thing I was expecting to say at the end of 2022, but it's true. Like it absolutely kind of really got me on, on a couple of occasions for really kind of honing in what it, what it wanted to say about kind of friendships and relationships and kind of growing up and becoming a better person and this, that and the other. And, and it has so many other beats that it hits and it's not, I think, you know, the, the thing that I kind of, I guess want to 
warn people away from is just think like, oh yeah, I've read One Punch Man, I kind of know how this stuff goes, because this is not at all like One Punch Man, and it has a lot more to it than just like, oh, superpowers and action, and like, you know, crazy scammer guy who is hot question mark um (laughs) like there is there is a lot lot more to this series and and i i do think like it deserves a lot more kudos perhaps than it gets for its kind of broader narrative strokes yeah um yeah having a questionable dad question mark (laughs) yeah i know i'm with you um there's a lot of real good stuff in the manga which is like sharp elbows out emotional sort of commentary almost or emotional events like the whole deal with uh, it's early on but like mob and his brother his kid brother who they have a very strange taut relationship which continues to be you know kind of talked about and worked through um which honestly is really fascinating as a as a pain point and as you say like it's really good at showing like you can be as chill as you like but you're still going to take damage um from the world and you know as it goes on you get more and more characters who kind of like start to become part of like mobs extended universe slash constellation almost and they all kind of come along for the ride and it's also strange where like the antagonists that arrive usually are like very out very 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 outlandish and you're like what why is there a what why why is there a super villain club and then you get to the core of what's behind it like volume like series two did this really well of adapting a really good arc of the manga and you get to the core of it and it's like just someone like it's almost like yeah this person didn't know how to deal with their emotions and now they've made a super villain like this is how like shocker from carmen rider appears and it's like okay um i guess you need to take care of this sort of thing don't you um but yeah and also the manga like it has its it has its unique inimitable art style which really sells everything um you get real good you know you can the seeing the anime also really helps with that because you can almost hear like the various stings and sound effects in your head (laughs) um so that's like a nice little transmedia power of the series um but yeah also like i say i just burn through like the volumes that are available i think they're on eight or nine now and yeah i just bruff, went straight through it uh, because it's super it's super good fun just in uh both in the action and the fun comedy bits and the downtime and also the oh crap sort of time um uh, when people have to kind of like come together to fix stupid idiot psychic garbage um that's bedeviling <laughs> them um so yeah that's mob psycho 100 oh, all right let's talk about your next one andy yeah so my next pick for this is um a series that i, I read all of over the course of last year and that is a uh, siguatera um which is <clears throat> again talk quite a lot about sort of coming of age and this is a very different version of that um but it is an incredible journey it's an incredible story that that kind of it hits a lot of the same base notes just in in a very very different way um you know it's very brash it's very out there it is quite happy to go in some pretty crazy directions in terms of sex violence you name it um and it has a couple of chapters that really kind of miss the mark which is a real shame which we talked about on the podcast and in our returning champions 
But as a whole, it is a really, really compelling story. Um, it is full of great characters, um, some of whom are great because you like them, some of whom are great because you don't, some of whom are great because you think you don't like them, but then you kind of see another side of them. You're like, actually, maybe they're not such a bad guy after all. Um, and it's really good at, at kind of doing all of that stuff. Um, but it's just like a really fantastic journey through this one teenager's life um and it just it it just hits so many different notes and it has a lot of really great little kind of standalone stories and chapters alongside more sort of longer running things um and they all kind of weave together to to build this really excellent narrative across its its various volumes um and so yeah this is this is this is more one of those uh, once i started it i couldn't put it down kind of things like you know we read the first omnibus volume for the podcast and i was like yeah i'll, I'll read some more of this and then just like burn through the rest of it incredibly quickly because it was just a very compelling story to me that uh, again visually it, it, it holds up and really is it, it's one of those stories where the visual style is perfect for what it's trying to do like it, it absolutely nails what this this kind of story should look like in my brain um and that's exactly how it does look um so yeah like you know it's it's complete it's, it's so it's always nice to have a full story that you can read from beginning to end um and so yeah like still I very highly recommend it even with a couple of chapters that are a little bit questionable yeah for sure um yeah, we talked about it quite a bit before, so I still haven't gone back to this as yet. Fully intend to do so. Um, as you say, I, I, the more I've kind of gotten away from it, the more it is like, yeah, I should pick up the other two volumes of this and kind of give it a go. Um, I've been toying with the idea of going for more of the author's other works, um, but at this time it is also a case of like, ah, I really should finish Secret Terror because I did enjoy it and the rest of it's right there. So, you know, let's just finish that off. So maybe maybe in the coming, once my initial sort of list of stuff that I want to read is done with, I'm going to go back to it. So yeah, something for 2023 for Elliot, I feel. <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah, that's fair. Cool. So I'm going to be a bit rude and out of step because I'm going to steal one of your um, series here because I've also been catching up on it. Um, so um, Blue Giant, uh, we talked about it before. It's um, being published in two volume omnibuses, Omnibuy, I suppose. Um, I read volume three and four over the break. And basically, um, for the slightly potted story of how I'm an idiot and a bad customer in a cafe, they had to basically like shepherd me out of the chair because I was so glued reading it that I thought, you know, I'll read a bit of this. This is a two volume omnibus that's like 400 pages. And yeah, they basically had to shoo me out of the cafe because I was, I was keeping them open at the end of the day because I got there a bit late. And it's like, Hey, dude, get out. Like, we're closing. So, oh, sorry. I was watching, I was reading the jazz comic. And yeah, no, I love this series. Like, the continual development of our goofus, but extremely adorable main character and his like blossoming talent and the the really smart like way it structures it and it still brings you in even if it is you know bringing across an audio medium of jazz through you know the printed page still really works like his relationships with people it never feels like it always feels very relatable and humane like his relationship with his teacher various people he interacts with his dad you know um and his little sister as well and his friend his friends and such and the way it kind of bounces back and forth with the like the documentary angle um is really fun and really engaging and it never feel it always keeps enough of a distance and a case of like 
looseness with time that stops it from becoming too sort of formulaic and dull and like oh x x x x x y you know you don't you don't see the flow chart and the timeline in front of you it is a case of like this person's meandering soulful journey um through jazz and you know it has some really good standout moments like there's a bit where he um looks after a friend's like dog and basically makes his first song his first his first song he's written about the dog which is really heartfelt um he does a duet with his music teacher at the cultural festival which is again extremely cute well maybe not cute but it's extremely on brand for blue giant where it's like very heartfelt and very cool and like brings the house down sort of thing and also elevates possibly the most boring sounding teacher to being pretty rad and you know you can tell that kind of helped a lot in her in the eyes of the school as well and so i haven't gone beyond volume three four um yet but you know it's it's just really really from the heart every part of it like it it does feel like an extended vh1 doc behind the scenes documentary but with just absolute gobs and gobs and gobs of humanity to it um that really uh you know it's really beautifully drawn as well like you'll never see a more beautiful riverbank i suppose um and i yeah it's there's some as I, I keep saying it but there's something so humane and wonderful and warm about it without being like annoying or cloying or anything it's real you know that you the main character does sweat for his art and he could probably have an easier life if he didn't do this whole jazz saxophone thing but god damn it he's got a jazz saxophone and he's gonna play that damn thing and it's fully yeah. enjoyable as a result yeah yeah i mean my my note for this was just that it's just beautiful and that is true of both the artwork and the story um yeah, like you say, the art is absolutely sensational. I mean, again, this, this is, there's, there's an anime film version of this coming out soon, and I don't know how they're going to make that work because this is such a visually stunning series. Like, it's going to, it, it's a big, big ask to kind of, you know, to transition that across. Um, but yeah, like, it's also beautiful just in terms of kind of, you know, its characters and the stories that it tells. And again, much like some of the other series we've talked about here, it's not just about the main character as well. There are so many kind of members of that extended cast that get enough, you spend enough time with them to get to kind of see bits of their stories. And particularly, one of the things that I think this this series does really well, like I'm up to volume six now. I've been on a tear like at the start of this year to just start reading this. My my New Year's resolution was like, stop saying I'll read more Blue Giant and actually do it. And so far I'm delivering. Um (laughs) But, like, you know, there are at least a couple of kind of older characters who, and, and again, like, this is sort of true of, of any sort of, like, you know, elite pastime, if you like, whether it's a sport or playing an instrument or something that you need to be very good at to actually get to the point where you can do it professionally. It's really good at covering those stories of not entirely, like, regret of, like, oh, I didn't make it, but kind of, like, there's there's a sadness to some of these characters of, like, there's something and someone that I wanted to be and I couldn't be that person. And, you know, there are some really good arcs as those characters via the protagonist sort of basically sort of find a certain piece within themselves of like, okay, I I couldn't be this like genius musician. I couldn't be the blue giant, but I've found a way of enabling somebody who might be, and I can live that dream vicariously, even if it's just for a moment. Like the music teacher thing that you mentioned is a really beautiful thing of like, you know, a teacher who's just sort of, 
at a point where they're just going through the motions, like they realize like most of the kids in their classes don't really care. They, they super see, don't give a fuck. Like it's like it's it's music class. It's just a good excuse to goof off, and at least you don't get too much homework for this one. So it's a good chance to just chat with your friends and like you know to fi- to have this one person that actually really cares about music the way they do and to have the opportunity to you know to, to, to actually play for herself and to do what she wants to do just for this one fleeting moment like it's it's a really kind of poignant little thing and and the nice thing is that's not just a throwaway either they then revisit that character a little bit later on and it's nothing spectacular in it it's not like her life has completely changed but there's this slight shift of a viewpoint of like the, the world's pretty good like there are there are good people there are opportunities to do the things that you want to do even if it's maybe not what exactly what you always dreamed of and there are so many great things like it it stands apart so much from your average kind of sport slash pastime manga where you know it's all tournament arcs and it's all kind of f- rivalries like there's not really been any rivalries in any of blue giant that i've read thus far it's like it's about bettering yourself and being the best version of yourself you can be not like oh this guy's the superstar who i i have to get better than and there's something really refreshing about the way this series holds itself um in terms of you know, how it presents all of that and you know e- even kind of you know all of the the hard work and training and practice that goes into playing the saxophone like it's not played up as this like incredible sacrifice in quite the same way as other series like it's made clear like this is a sacrifice like you're kind of abandoning it a lot of other things that you might want to do and again as you get a little bit deeper in you know there are very real sort of sacrifices in terms of relationships Mm. and friendships that have to be made but like it's never felt as it's never kind of depicted as this massive sort of thing it's just like it's just hey here's somebody who knows what they want to do and they're just doing it um and yeah like it's an absolutely incredible series like i'm I'm looking forward to reading through the, the the remaining omnibus volumes um but yeah like it's absolutely even as somebody who is not really particularly invested in jazz as as a musical style personally like the the human element of this means that doesn't matter um you can you can read this and you can comprehend and enjoy it just from its characters and the broad strokes of what it does yeah for sure i'm very much a jazz tourist like literally like when i i like to go to jazz bars when i'm on holiday because i can justify the cost of it and also that generally those places are very very chill and you don't have to worry about it even if you can't speak the language um but yeah like the the sheer sort of emotive power of it also is extremely strong and as you say like you know with our main character like you know it's not just hard it's not just like arbitrary binary choices of oh pick up the puppy leave the puppy sort of thing it's oh i didn't consider that as a choice because i was already busy with this thing and now looking back maybe that was a bad idea but hey i've i'm doing this you know it's it uses their retrospective element of it quite smartly for that as well to help tie off ends um loose or otherwise to be like okay like here is a choice that's been made and now we can quietly put this to bed without having to like make a huge annoying storyline defining deal about it also as you say it's not like everyone's rivals it's not like dragon ball z where everyone he defeats along the way has to become a flunky um you know maybe some of those other dudes went off and have decent careers um rather than just keep getting like jobbered 
um you know <laughs> as another callback to dragon ball z at least yamcha had his baseball career even if you know he wasn't <laughs> a great fighter um and so yeah i i, I think it goes to volume 10 and i think that's the length mm-hmm, of it yeah. so yeah i definitely want to i definitely want to read more of this um i'm you know i'm way in a tank for this series and love it dearly um so yeah i want to echo everything you said um uh, but yeah it's real real good stuff Oh dear. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, that was that was me stealing one of your um, items. So um, back to yourself, Andy. <laughs> yeah. So this is really just a, a quick one because I I did end up kind of cheating and, and putting five choices when we were gonna try and kind of shoot for four. Um, this this is what again. If this was an official award ceremony, this would be the the please just let Tatsuki Fujimoto make whatever he likes um, awards, um, which is a goodbye Eri, which is uh, one of his one shots, and that's really what I have to say is like please let Tatsuki Fujimoto make whatever the hell he likes um because he's really on a tear um with kind of really interesting one-shot stories in particular um and i know he's probably going to be now chainsaw man has blown up even more he's probably going to be chained to that with every pun yes thank you andy thank you (laughs) chained to that desk for forevermore but i really hope that he gets more opportunities to just right single one-off stories because there's there's a real kind of craft to what he does um and it feels like he has a very unique voice that has some very interesting things to to say and think about and talk about um and between this and kind of uh look back is his other one shot like there's 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 a real fascinating body of work that i hope he can kind of build on um so i'm just here crossing my fingers that he gets to do that and doesn't just become the chainsaw man guy for like however long you know that goes that goes for yeah i feel like there's also that third shorter one shot you know 20 30 pages i think it's called listen to this song which is it feels almost like a meta commentary on chainsaw man and I mean, maybe this is just me being wish fulfillment and wish casting onto it, but it feels almost like a call out of his rabid fan base um, about Chainsaw Man. Which, even as someone who, frankly, used this podcast as a platform to demand that more people read Chainsaw Man, um, is frankly just scary as hell. Like, whoa, calm down, you lot. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think, yeah, whatever Tatsuki Fujimoto wants to do, as long as it's not Fire Punch 2, um, go nuts. Do what you like. You clearly, like, the one shots in particular, he clearly has, like, a really, really agile way of conceptualizing them and making them a full circle, like a full cycle in the story where each one of them is, like, a self-contained bauble that has everything it needs to be done and it's not like you know a weird hanging sort of element of oh maybe this will be a series it's this night no here is this singular thing i have made and it is one volume in length very helpfully for selling them but also boosh here you go like look back like so look back is in my local debate smith which does not have a lot of manga but has a pretty decent stock now and people are buying that damn thing because i'm constantly seeing it appear and disappear so unless some staffer is playing tricks on me people are buying that thing um so i hope it's doing well <laughs> um but yeah let, i'm also like frankly chainsaw man 2 opening with not denji was already kind of a, a brave a fun move and now it's moved on to having the main character be quite possibly the single most like autism spectrum disorder main character i've ever read in my life and it's like whoa holy shit asa you 
you need some help and no one wants to give you any of it because everyone's a bit of a prick because chainsaw man world um but yeah goddamn chainsaw man 2 being chainsaw man part 2 also being like a complete wild fucking ride um in ways that are surprising and never boring <laughs> really and hmm. yeah, yeah see, I've, I've not i've not actually read any of, of chainsaw man part two yet which is partly in in, in protest for, for this award of just like <laughs> let him make things that are not chainsaw man um like as much as i enjoyed that like i, I feel like I, I i i just worry that he's gonna get kind of you know stuck in that rut and i would really like him not to be i don't know man i feel like if anything i feel like fujimoto i mean whatever i'm kind of wish casting a little here but i feel like fujimoto is almost uniquely positioned to resist the like demands of the shonen jump editors because hell like chainsaw man part one like started to really explode by the end of its initial run and i knew like quite a few people i know were like oh what's going to happen to it now like it started having popularity polls and that's usually a bad sign that editors are going to start getting their hands in and start fucking about with it like look at dragon ball z all over again where that thing was not allowed to fucking end um and then chainsaw man was just like ha 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 no here's the ending and it's like oh oh okay fuck they finished the end of part one like what what happened you know i feel like ending the series very soon after the like you know character the character rankings was a good power move um uh, also a good move for power i suppose in that series so yeah i I, maybe i'm being a bit too hopeful but i feel like maybe there's the case where they're like oh shit this fujimoto's a golden goose uh don't touch him so here's hoping i'm hope i hope they leave that guy to do what he wants to because he clearly knows what the fuck he's doing Yeah, yeah, you you would definitely hope that he now holds enough kind of power again, every pun intended, to be like, hey, look, let let me let me do the things that I want to do. Um, but uh, we will we will see how that goes, I guess, over the course of this year, because yeah, may, maybe he'll get a chance to do some more stuff that is not Chainsaw Man, or at the very least, Chainsaw Man at the moment continues to be very very good. Um, so I'm good, I'm happy with that. Um, mm. I have one last quick thing. Um, so this is um, even further back, but we, we did a full Metal Alchemist for a bonus episode last year. And yeah, f- unsurprisingly, as mentioned in that review and again now, yeah, full Metal Alchemist turns out it's pretty good. Um, it's a very good action series with a lot of pathos and a lot of interest. And I'm not going to regurgitate absolutely everything that we talked about previously. Um, but also it has the benefit of making me feel like a goddamn fucking genius because every time I use the manga up application i feel like i've earned a degree in like manga application business model management with the three different currencies in that application and the different proper nouns and attachments and tags attached to how you read or quote buy and the availability period where stuff like chapters i read previously have relocked and i don't know if that was intentional or what and you know, there is stiff competition out there in the like manga reading model fuckery um, category from like Manga Plus, who only let you read chapters of Dandadan once. And you're like, what? Since when was that a thing? And then you have to go to Shonen Jump and read it. And what is even going on? Um, so, so yeah, Fortnite Alchemist is very good, but also the like secondary wooden spoon up the bum prize to manga <laughs> up for confusing the ever loving bejesus out of me. Um, so yeah, the fact that I can keep up to date with that series makes me feel smart. So hooray. <laughs> yeah, that's always, always nice to feel smart. Um, but yeah, like for my life, I, I feel like from reading that first volume for our, for our bonus podcast, it did kind of make me think, 
may, maybe the time is right for for me to to actually sit down and read it all because it's been it's been long enough since the Brotherhood anime that you know I, I feel like I'm probably at a point where I can revisit it now. Like because I've definitely the thought has crossed my mind in the past, and I feel like no, nah, because I've seen all of this story now. Like it's too soon, but I think enough time has probably passed now that I can actually read the whole thing and enjoy it. So maybe maybe that will be something that I embark upon this year. We will see. I will say, and as a way of trying to like kind of like beguile you i suppose is that even reading it now while knowing the series and having watched two adaptations of it like it still feels very fresh which is you know i feel like it's a mark of the series where like a lot of things have taken inspiration from it but nothing has tried to bite its groove entirely possibly because you really can't like it's such a well-constructed it's such a well-constructed series with such great characters and everything else that you can't really rip off much of it because it becomes really fucking obvious what you're doing. Like, if you try to, like, bite off that series, it's like, hey, wait a fucking second, I already read that. And it was Full Metal Alchemist, and Full Metal Alchemist is real good. I should read more for... You know, it's like the whole thing where you shouldn't reference better films in your film because people will go hey, wait a fucking second, and they'll watch the other film. So, yeah, you can't really bite off from Alchemist because it's very, very good. <laughs> and also, frankly, yeah. like seeing those physical volumes make me go, I wish I wasn't such a digital diehard because these are really nice physical volumes. But at the same time, I ain't touching these because I will be like, several hundred pounds in the hole immediately <laughs> so yeah yeah and i mean it's, it, i think it's much like you know i was saying with with shadow's house of like having a really good start world and high concept that you start from and like you know for my alchemist as much as it hits a lot of the kind of typical sort of you know shonen points on the map like it, it has such a great idea of and, and a great starting concept in terms of its world and again yeah please listen to the bonus episode where we talked a lot about that and how incredibly smart it is using that and deploying it and building it and showing it to the 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 reader and having you Um, and and knowing and trusting you enough to know that you'll appreciate it yeah yeah for sure um but yeah like it it really it really does all of that so incredibly well and then yeah like it just layers on more and more good characters on top of that and yeah like it's it really it's a classic for a reason um and yeah it definitely it it definitely endures and and doesn't feel like you know there are some sometimes there are hot series that you you revisit them like a decade later and you're just like oh what did everybody see in this this doesn't feel very good anymore sometimes not even that long dude like well yeah yeah. (laughs) sometimes sometimes after five weeks you revisit it like why did i like this um but but no like this is definitely one that i feel like you know probably in another decade or so there will still be people who are just like no this is all great this is all fantastic i'm gonna i'm gonna invoke the wrath of people here so hey this is my opinion not andy's it's not the opinion of screen tone club but full um full metal alchemist says i in my opinion already well outlived demon slayer you know kimetsu no kaiba i feel like i don't know i feel like much like game of thrones once that thing ended just silence pervaded um but again i will i'm coming from a position of having not liked that series anyway and i know it has its fans and there are things to like about it but man alive did people stop talking about that series pretty fucking fast um so god knows where it went <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it's it's going to be interesting I, I feel like there are a few kind of series like that 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 breed that question like you know jujitsu kaisen being another yeah, one that that's like one a, hot, say, yeah. <laughs> a, a hot ticket right now but it's like does does that endure in the same way as, as something like a full metal alchemist i suspect demon slayer will just because it's kind of it's it's got that sort of ingrained 
fan base but yeah there are definitely other series that have really blown up that you think i'm not sure if this is gonna play the same with uh, give it a couple of generations of anime and manga fans down the line are people still going to be recommending this are people going to mark the decade um the decade anniversary of it and then makes all of us feel real fucking old on twitter um if twitter still exists in a decade my thinking is no but yeah i see what you mean um so yeah i suppose we can move on to well let's talk about disappointments first before we end on a bang um so we also picked out a disappointment of the year um yours is more existential i suppose andy but mine was more sort of basic and it's witch watch the shonen jump series um comedy cutesy slightly will they won't they very slight romance series comedy misunderstandings with magic and dumb spell of the week which sometimes breaks into a strange multi-part um like saga like between you know for a little bit um and i i was really hot on this series especially for the first few months of its life when it was finding its feet and growing its cast and introducing these various goofballs that we all love and they're all in the same house because of course they are and you know there was initially a bit of oh vying for affections of the main character and then no that went away because it kind of settled that very quickly into a no the main two pairing should be correct and the rest of them are kind of just hangers on now and Here's some other characters, and here's an extended joke about the power of student councils in anime, which becomes like, again, you can't lampshade something and then do that thing itself. That doesn't work. It just makes me annoyed that you're, you're saying that you know the thing is bad and then doing the bad thing. Stop it. And then it just gets less funny and introduces more character elements that are dumb and keep recurring, like, um the main character's love for unwashed denim which for some reason has cropped up three times and like sometimes there's a really good one-off chapter where the the joke just works like the time that they all turned into little minecraft people that was pretty funny and then it's but then multiple times i'll open a chapter uh, like out of like almost like reflex and go oh no this isn't very uh and i'll give up because it's like i don't really want to read this when it's not really hitting or firing and it just kind of has turned into a massive disappointment week on week that i've basically now stopped reading entirely because it just kept finding ways to not really be amusing or to miss its mark or to have lame setups that you're like oh this chapter's a write-off like and there's an entire set of characters entire it's much like like oh old man alert but like much like when i revisited star trek next generation um recently me and some friends used to have a joke that the fur the characters you used to see after the credits in the first scene will then dictate whether you just skip it or not it's like oh has councillor troy's mother turned up skip skip immediately it's much like that in witch watch where if the teacher and her like manga artist people show up just skip because that entire 20 page chapter is going to be a weird pseudo essay on the state of manga for no reason and it's like this isn't this is weird why is this in your comedy what what's going on and it, as i say you can tell that i'm i'm still hanging on to when i liked it but those times are long gone i need mm, to let go yeah 
Yeah, it's it's a shame because yeah, like even from when we talked about kind of the the first volume or the first volumes worth of material, like even then that that was sort of my problem with it was like there were chapters that were absolutely fantastic and just like absolutely like had me from page one to the end. They were hilarious. They were smart. They were really well paced out and plotted. And then there were other chapters where it was just like, what are you even trying to do here? Because it feels like you know this is just a meandering load of garbage pretty much um and it's it was always my concern that it felt like it it had some great ideas but maybe not enough of them and it feels like that has really kind of come home to roost as it's kind of gone through its run yeah at times it just seems to pick or obsess over an idea that just is a non-starter and it's like oh Mm. Was this next on the docket? Like, you, mm, oh well, like I know it must be hard doing a weekly sh- series because holy cow, that's a lot of content to produce. But wow, you've picked a stinker. Um, so yeah, Witch Watch, uh, my anti, um, my disappointment of the year, really. And Andy, you've got one that's a bit more, I suppose that your one's a bit more of an actual stab to the heart, quite frankly. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So I, I started out trying to to figure out like a, a series that might be my disappointment, but then I realised that the one thing that has continued to upset me ever since it happened last year was um, the change to Comicsology to basically run entirely on Amazon's platform, which took probably one of the smartest kind of tools for discoverability of manga and comics in general um like in and and let's be clear like discoverability of digital content is hard like you know there are multiple massive platforms look at something like steam spotify whatever none of them have really nailed it and comicsology wasn't perfect either but it was pretty good like it was certainly a tool that i used to go to for this podcast if i was looking for something to to pick for the show um it was generally good in terms of like sales and siloing stuff there and kind of offering some really interesting stuff there. And just generally like it was easy to find stuff. It was easy to go through your library and do stuff. Everything about it was nice and slick and very specifically designed around the way people consume comics and manga yeah, and, and, um, and graphic novels. Sorry, Andy. Sorry. Um, 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 but all of that has basically just been thrown in the bin and the Comixology app is now effectively just a generic Amazon interface. And if... If if one if there is one thing that Amazon is really bad at, it's paying taxes. If there are two things that Amazon is really bad at, it's paying taxes and discoverability of items. Um, and particularly when it comes to stuff like manga and comics and books and graphic novels. Um, and so having all of that really bad part of Amazon's interface just transplanted into what used to be a bespoke app is just super disappointing. And I... I have a horrible feeling that it's probably actually kind of, you know, set back people's, you know, interest in and consumption of that content quite markedly. Because, you know, you and I, we can sit there, you know, we know the other the other kind of beats on our patrol if we like yeah. whether it's weird stuff like manga up that you know is requires a degree in maths to uh, to use or whether it's stuff like the shonen jump app whether it's stuff like you know j novel club and um book walker etc etc like we know the lie of the land but for most people it'd be like oh like comicsology that's where you go to read like comics and manga and stuff right and now it's a trash fire yeah, it and sucks. people probably aren't finding the things that they want and that really 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 sucks massively no i'm sorry sorry for interrupting you earlier um but no i am right there with you it's it's extremely 
extremely frustrating and galling um, because like let's be true here like most people out there in fact most people anywhere are not nutcase freaks who have 12 different applications on their phone dedicated to reading manga because most people do not have that much time in their life they should not need to spend that much time in their life and like what the hell like like i am that weirdo who as most of you will know listening and andy most certainly knows from having edited editions of it in the past i am that idiot who constantly has either in his head or across several google docs like an ongoing write-up of availability of digital manga because it's something that really gets in my craw and i am i just have a constant several like at least ten thousand, twelve thousand word document trying to keep track of this stuff that i rarely want to publish because it's usually unfinished because stuff keeps changing and shifting and it's a nightmare because to get your hands around all that stuff is a nightmare and you want to be comprehensive anyway that's my moan out the way but comiXology got it like it was made by people who gave a damn and cared and knew what they were doing and all the bits that you wanted to be hyperlinks were hyperlinks like you would hover your mouse over an imprint and it would take you to that imprint or you'll take you to, or pub I, I think of manga mostly in terms of publishers both either japanese or in english publishers and that shit is impossible on most platforms especially amazon because amazon is a trash fire and like the most obvious sort of like a b test i can give you is that i could find things very easily on um, comiXology but i could also find out if something wasn't on there and so i didn't have to spend n plus six hours of time trying to figure out wait is this available anywhere yes no and on Amazon, you're more than likely to find a pirate version where someone has taken, like, basically scanlation copies, bundled it up and selling it through Kindle Unlimited for £2. And it's like, oh, this this is an outright piracy move. This sucks. And of course, because it has better, like, Amazon fucked up SEO, it appears before the real thing. And yeah, it's it sucks. Like, as you say, as, um, as you say, it's like, so bewildering like i don't know the reasoning behind it i don't want to imagine it really like i don't see what benefit there is in killing off at the very least the interface and the shop version of it because it was so much better tweaked for keeping up on what you were doing like i never used it but comicsology had series link which meant that you could follow stuff it would be much like your local comic book shop who would keep series back for you and bookwalker has only just announced that for their own platform again have not used it yet um but it's it's so much more work and you know comicsology was not always the best deal out there it sometimes did not have the best information out there but you know it was much more conclusive it was as far as you could get to a, a standard of truth for ma for manga and comics and graphic novels but now it's dead and doesn't exist like the app my my my, my the android app died long ago and Amazon like put a bullet in it and so you know i it's all now moved over very awkwardly onto amazon's platform like for example like all of your previous wish lists and tracking just got dumped onto an amazon wish list and that's it it's like yeah we put you in we made it an amazon list and it's like this is unhelpful it's uninteractive it's just a list of titles so yeah just real real hard l frankly real real stupid move and just around and as you say like the people who have now the people who did use comiXology a lot are now basically orphaned in a way like all their many of their purchases transferred not all of them in some cases and now it's like well do I want to keep using Kindle? Like, is that the best place for me to read this stuff? You know, 
Yeah, yeah, and I mean, it's uh, I, I, I'm generally like not sure what that ecosystem looks like for like things that are not manga, like you know, comic books, etc. Because yeah, like it was, it was the go-to for all of that stuff, and now it is is very much not. And the, the I mean, the two weird things out of that are like. I'm sure a lot of that stuff was called as like a cost saving thing, which is like your Amazon. Do you really need to cut costs? The other weird thing is like, if you're doing anything with Comixology's platform, I think I would have been sat there in a meeting room saying like, we need to take this tech and transplant it across into our entire book. Yeah. You know, side of Amazon. Like, what can we take and put into our discoverability across, you know, everything that we do rather than vice versa of like, well, we, we have, here's our platform. Let's just use that for this. It's, it seems completely backwards. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you bought the better system and then killed it. Like, good job. Uh, maybe you got some more customers out of it, but it didn't work. Anyway, yeah. It's, it's maddening. And anything else to mention about comicsology, or are we just gonna done drowning our sorrows at this point? Yeah, yeah. There, there is nothing, nothing more to be said. I say. Yeah, event most likely to drive you to being like that um, bassist who drinks all the time in Bocce the Rock. Um, <laughs> hey ho, deep cut because I just marathoned all that series in like two days. <laughs> cool. So um, moving on to the like the grand finalist or the the grand winner um, for both of us, we saved the best for last, as promised slash threatened. So for both of us, um, independently, um, we both picked the same series as our, like, quote-unquote winner of the year, um, or at least the most desired one, is how I'm going to put it, um, is How Do We Relationship, um, which we've covered both on the podcast itself and I think on multiple episodes of Returning Champions now. And I don't want to regurgitate, obviously, everything we said about it before, um, but basically all i can really say is that how do we relationship is the one series that i follow with the most ardent and powerful urge and also it's physical only which one fucking sucks but two this is the one series i am breaking my prohibition on digital on physical purchases to buy because i just have to fucking keep up with it right now i have to see what these idiots are up to and all of it is so engaging and really heartfelt and really fascinating and really beautifully drawn and i love the character and their idiot decisions and terrible hijinks and the the power of the like every day within it like it gets it gets its own flow of time and maturity and it's like it's you know characters at university who are finally to different degrees free of the yoke of parentage or parents etc and it's just a really really good rip rollicking ride um with a wonderful pair of characters and all the rest of them attached as well. And every volume just makes me go, okay, shit, well, where's the next one? And so, yeah, just fully in the can for this series. And it is my like standout of the year, really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, likewise, you know, I, I kind of talked about Skip and Loafer as a series that's like whenever a new volume comes out, like I'm there for it. But even that series is in, in a sense of like, oh, there's a new volume out this week. Cool. I'll read that at the weekend. Whereas the last couple of volumes of How Do We Relationship it, it was more a case of like, the volume is out today. I am, I have made the purchase. I'm literally sat watching the clock until I get to clock off because I'm absolutely desperate to read this. Yeah. You're starting to wonder um, if you can get away with arranging your e-reader so it's behind your webcam so that you can totally pay attention <laughs> in this meeting while reading it. I mean, to be clear, for some people listening to this podcast, I might not go that far. Um, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I, you know, I, I am, I'm desperate to read it as soon as I possibly can. Um, and yeah, like it, it, for a lot of the reasons that you said, and, and I think that the thing that is, 
really great about this series is is like you say having that slightly older cast you know makes things more interesting in a whole bunch of ways but i think at least one of the ways that really works is that the two main characters are they've been through stuff and they are kind of changed and damaged in some cases by those past relationships and there is a real you know we, we've talked about kind of the the feel of, of the of reality that this series has and like i think that's the really important part of it is both of the main characters have been hurt and have you know and have scars from their pasts and sometimes that's from like an unrequited love sometimes that's from a relationship that they did have that went south whatever it is like they carry that into their next relationships and i think that's that also then feeds into like the other thing that this series does really well is that it's not just all about the relationship drama like it has a really good balance of showing you know just normal everyday life getting on with stuff which again sometimes when you're in a relationship can actually be part of the problem because you've got all this other stuff to do with your day and you just don't have time to hang out with the person that you want to hang out with um but also you know there are times where you just get to hang out and go on a date or cuddle or whatever and you know it has that side of things as well as the stuff where you know, there are arguments, there are rows, there are misunderstandings, which again are not your typical manga. Oh, misunderstandings. It's like it's legitimate. Like I, I've not really quite clocked how this other person sees this particular obstacle in our relationship or this particular thing that's happened or they don't really understand how I actually feel about this thing. Um, and all of that is just done so expertly well. Like it, it feels, it feels lived in, in terms of both its characters and this, this, you know, the storylines that, that, that the series runs through. And yeah. And, and again, like some of the other series we picked, and as you said, like the extended cast is already great. You know, some of them I kind of wish had a bit more we had a bit more time with them but you know there are some really good moments with some of those characters as they get fleshed out um and yeah like it's absolutely like white hot compelling to read um and every time it sort of feels like is there anything more you can do with this series it's like yeah there's always lots of additional things that it can do and it, it manages to find plenty to to be getting on within every volume so yeah it's, it's been absolutely fantastic to read yeah for sure um entirely agreed especially like as you say like other things happen you've got to slot things in where you can and sometimes you just can't get to everything and some things fall by the wayside and so you it does bring across that feeling of time moving on where you can't where just things fall by the wayside and it's like oh okay we haven't seen each other for a while that wasn't through an intent that wasn't intentional but we just haven't spoken for a bit hi um and also like it's i think one of the smart one of the things that just hit me when you're talking when you're mentioning there is that a lot of you know sort of misunderstandings or problems with relationships you're like reading it and you're yelling at the page like just say the thing just say what you're thinking but then in this series it doesn't work because it's like real life where that you don't know what you need to say or they don't grasp it themselves or that might make it real fucking worse because you need to figure out a bunch of other stuff because you've also misunderstood their misunderstanding of the situation and it makes it really fascinating to read as well because obviously as a reader you we have like a global eye view and a bigger view of some of the things and some of the pressure points but it is also the case of like well 
if I was to actually have to try and unpick this situation, I'm not sure how I would do it. And even if I did have a way of doing it, that might make it worse. And so that, may, again, makes it fully compelling because it's, you know, it's not just a bunch of intractable problems. Oh, no, it's a case of, well, human, you know, human relationships. Like, as it says, how do we relationship? To which the answer is, I don't fucking know. Jesus. Like, good <laughs> luck. Um, but yeah, it's real good fun to read. And as you say, like, you know, the main characters bounce off each other and everyone else. And I think, as I mentioned in the previous Returning Champions, the only thing I really would like more of this series is just more of it in every dimension. Is like just more time with the characters, more time with more characters, just make it bigger on every axis, like, you know, X, Y, Z and T, I suppose. But that, you know, unless we make some kind of insane altered reality version of manga, that's not really going to be feasible given that it's, you know, a medium on a page. So yeah, yeah. fully, yeah, I really enjoy this series. And also, frankly, it really rewards, um, it's really fun to reread as well because you do get the feeling of like growth and journey of the characters um which also is kind of funnily like amusingly like referenced in the series itself where in the omake the characters will be referring back to the events from like an undisclosed point in the future and it's like this is weird like you guys are referring back to oh well fine this is quite funny this is a good way of capping off the volume um but that bit always gets me of like you know, because rather than making it like, what's that other series we read where it was like a, uh, chasing after Oyakashiba, which explicitly has that as part of its structure of like, and now we're back at the high school reunion, which, you know, tops and tails the volume. Whereas in this, it's like an omake of the pair of characters laid there, like eating a biscuit going like, yeah, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, that was embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, I can't believe I told you that. Oh, yeah. So yeah, fully in yeah. the tank for this series yeah yeah no I'm, I'm i'm also here to add my vote to your campaign for a how do we relationship cinematic universe oh. um in 2023 um now starring but, but yeah or something <laughs> um but yeah and, and, and again i i think yeah you're, you're absolutely right about the kind of the misunderstandings it, it's not the thing where you can just sit there and be like well if if character a does thing why then problem solved like and, and again i think this is a series it, it it makes really good use of like um inner monologues that let you really help to you 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 get to see even though you have that 360 degree view of like what all the characters are thinking and feeling it still doesn't necessarily mean that there's a simple like oh this is the thing that would fix this um because you you get to see the complexities and the hang-ups and the the hypocrisy of people right everybody you and i included like we're hypocrites about things, right? You can sit and say one thing to somebody, but actually when you come across that situation, you would handle it entirely differently and probably in the wrong way. And like, there's a lot of that that's done really well in this series where characters will say one thing and and maybe give that advice to somebody and then do exactly the opposite of that in a very similar situation. And like, it's just... This is what people are like. People are complicated and weird and annoying sometimes. And that's the key to this whole thing is like finding your way through all of that mess and somehow coming out the other end still saying like, no, I still really like this person. And I think that's, that's the core of this series that it manages to kind of keep it manages to keep running with throughout it. Like you, you, there, there, that is always the, the sort of the end goal that is kind of like this weird ephemeral thing just out of sight. Um, but it, it, there is so much that it can do with that and, and it doesn't. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. 
um yeah i don't really have anything to add to that i'm afraid <laughs> you kind of nailed it <laughs> um so yeah um unless you've got anything else to mention that's our quote grand prize winner of <laughs> whatever the heck this is uh i really is an excuse to look back at things really yeah yeah for, for for sure and and yeah like if 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 anybody's been kind of sat listening through all of our podcasts been like oh there are so many things that i want to read that like you've talked about well here's here's your your condensed list of the <laughs> stuff that you absolutely should read in during this year and if you don't like them you can blame us but you know the, the, these w- these these are all series that we will fight you over if you don't like them i suspect yeah for sure i mean yeah i i updated our list of series we've covered again this week and it's a case of like oh man this is i got a lot of scrolling to do here oh god like we have been doing this too much um but yeah all these examples are definitely what i would consider bangers um so i will stick to that um and uh, yeah and if not fight you okay we need to end this before my throat fully collapses i'm very sorry to everyone um hopefully my editing has cut out the bits where i've nearly fallen over due to lingering illness so yeah, um, moving into close down, really. Um, this is a kind of an out of normal order episode. And so, um, don't really have any next things to mention. Um, but look forward to the rest of what we're going to cover in 2023. You can find, as always, our website at screentone.club. Um, as mentioned, now with an updated list of all the things we have covered. And they'll, that'll, that might change soon because I'm going to move it to new hosting. So we'll see. Um, if you like the podcast, please consider telling a friend. Um, organic, like word of mouth is still the single most effective and easiest way for podcasts to grow. Um, I got yelled at by a friend because he said I didn't pick the punk, pimp the podcast enough on my personal Twitter feed. So heaven knows what's going on there. Um, but yeah, uh, you can find our Twitter itself at Screen Tone Club and you can email us at show at screentone.club thank you to the um the singular person who um emailed us with a christmas hello um you know who you are thank you very much and personal plugs um my name is elliot page you can find me at elliot page on twitter and by the time this comes out at a new website which is empty.computer um a url i purchased just because it seemed funny at the time and so now you know how all my purchases are made and andy how about you uh, yeah, you can find me notionally on Twitter. Not really using it much these days, but you can find me at Hannah's nineteen seventy nine for sure. So from both of us, um, have, well, happy New Year, and we'll speak to you again soon. Bye. Happy New Year, and bye, bye. everyone.